I'm hoping we could still be friends. Uh-oh. What, what did you do? I, I hate to tell you like this, but uh, I will be testifying for Mr. Melendez on his behalf. Oh, he's already called you as a key uh, witness Yeah, this? yeah. I mean, I, I have to testify as to your intention to emotionally <laughs> harm Mr. Melendez. Oh, man, I told you all that stuff in private, though. Yeah, I know, buddy, but Jeez, he's paid. He apparently has a lot of money, and he's paid people. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I heard that he's he paid his attorney a retainer, and don't even say he's not. It was one of his kid's old retainers. <laughs> That's not the retainer that you you needed? <laughs> it, I, 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 I cleaned it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is a fun start to a show, isn't it? It is. I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock. I'm going to deliver the goods because I'm alive and I'm not backing down. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Disgusting, vomit-inducing thing. Hola, creepos! Welcome to another fantastic edition of the show about creeps, by creeps, for you creeps. It's the Creep Off. I am your host. The tower of power, too sweet to be sour. The people's champion. And there's my co-host. He's a piece of garbage. It's hot Carl. What is happening, Vinny Paulino? So good to see you on this fine Monday afternoon. Oh, buddy, buddy, boy. What a great day we're going to have today. I agree, man. I'm very excited to learn about what happened last week. I'm excited to find out what's going to happen next week. Carl. A lot of good things happen on this show. We have a lot of contests going on right now. (laughs) Maybe too many. It just might be. There's a lot going on. Let's try to sift through this and make some sense of it. So let's start here. Number one right now, you're leading in the regular voting for for last week's episode. You're going into this week. I'm going to show you the score. Okay. So last week... The last week we did Creepiest Wrestler. Creepiest Everybody wrestler. loved the episode. In fact, quick Colin, little anu- announcement Colin on this. was awesome on that. He was great. The number one most downloaded episode of the Creep Off we've ever done. I believe it. Well, we had a celebrity on finally. So that tells me that people really like that type of episode and I'll keep them coming. <laughs> okay, yeah. So uh, keep Just an eye out. wrestling talk from now on. Yeah. I mean, why not? If it works, it works. All right. What's, what was the final vote? The final here? vote. My Creep is the big boss, man. You picked Hard Body Harrelson and Colin Delaney picked Kane. <laughs> Yep. And Carl with 48% of the votes. I mean, I totally crushed you guys. I don't know how that happened. Which means I'm a 4-0. We've never had a contest this lopsided on this show. I don't feel good about it. But today, I got to bring it. Now, we also have our new Patreon. We have a a little contest going. There is going to be a separate Wheel of Consequences just for Patreon bonus episodes. We have broken up our Patreon into two tiers for our basic tier, which is Carl's Cousaroos and the Vianon True Believers. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, the good guys and the shitheads. <laughs> we, okay. And what's going to happen is the first person to have 50 people in their group yeah. wins. Right. Are we getting close to that already, Vinny? We just Carl, I'm going to show you the score. We are so okay. dangerously close. I honestly do not know. To having is. to spin the wheel that doesn't exist yet. Right. I it's know. unbelievable. I we'd have uh, some time. Here it is. 
43 to 41. I have a slight advantage. Wow, this could happen this week. This could absolutely happen this week. 43. I just need seven more votes, people. Five bucks a month. Get on there. Sign I up. need nine votes. Carl's I need nine true believers to come to Cousin Vinny's aid and make Carl Cousin spin. Cousin Vinny? Yeah. Is I'm that your thing now? I'm everybody's cousin. You're like Vinny. a DJ now, like a, a hack DJ. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's cousin Vinny here. We're gonna tell you. We're gonna play a little bit of ABBA. <laughs> this is the this is the bad. You're move my Waterloo. This is a <laughs> bad move. I, I wish I was dead. Um, <laughs> yeah, forty three to forty one. Wow. All right, great. It is very tight. It means that our fans, you know, they kind of like us just about equally. Maybe they like you a little bit more, but I assume most people on the internet are dumb. So that's cool. Well, I'll say this. I'm a 4-0 in our current contest, and I'm leading on the Patreon vote. Uh, I don't know about this. They like me a little bit more. I think they like me a lot of it more because they're actually very smart people and make good decisions. Oh, no, no. The true believers are geniuses. The creepomaniacs <laughs> are geniuses. The Scump Raid Mary Marching Society. Fucking Mensa. Not the stuttering John Mensa either, the real one. Oh, right. Not the fake made-up Mensa. Not the fake Mensa. That no one would possibly believe because you can't pronounce words correctly. I actually wrote, if I ever did get to interview stuttering John, what my first question would be. Did I tell you this? What would it be? My first question would be, John, could you please explain to me the um, the steps into joining Mensa? Yeah. I'd love to hear him break that down. Just tell me how you join. Well, you take an EQ test and then you um, forward that. Uh, my EQ was uh, was a little hot. It was a little hot. <laughs> yeah. Um, fucking idiot. So, Carl, one other thing we have to talk about. Uh, the voting is out for next month's bonus episode for the Hall of Fame. Oh, that's right. There's another thing going on. There is. that. That's happening right now, and I'm trying to get a jump start on it so that I could start doing all the research. So we're going to keep this open for, like, another week uh, before we decide officially. But right now... Where do people vote for this? On Patreon. Okay. Now, you don't have to be a member of the Patreon to vote. It's okay. an open poll, but the poll is right on the Patreon page. Great. So... Uh, submitted by Crunk Daddy 68 of the Mary Marching Society, Casey Anthony. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That she, would be a fun one because then I could do my uh, Anthony Cumia impression again and just relive uh, the glory days of Opie and Anthony. Yeah, absolutely. That's Carl's favorite. Yep. Uh, Sydney Cook. Now, I don't know much about Sydney Cook, but he is a real-life pedo lost in space type situation, which I'm really anxious to explore. Okay. That was submitted by Principled Uncertainty, a uh, member of the Vietnam True Believers. Oh, really? Principled Uncertainty is a member of your fucking clan? Certainly is. Oh, I thought that guy was cool. Lenny Dykstra, an official tribute submitted by Jonathan Bunch. He's a member of Carl's Cousaroos. Ah, oh, beautiful. This one is running away with it currently. Jessica Yanov with special guest return of Kaya submitted by Jervis Tetch. And he's a member of Carl's Cousaroos. All right, so when we... So this would be the first Hall of Famer that we've already covered on the show if yeah. we were to do this. Well, and technically, Lenny Dykstra we've chatted about. <laughs> <laughs> a bit, yeah. So apparently, Kai is willing to come back because he did a pretty good deep dive. Yeah, we asked, we asked him, and there's plenty more apparently yes. in the tank to discuss with her. I'm excited about, about it. About her. Yeah. There was one last one submitted by me. I think we should do a Vince McMahon deep dive. Yeah, that would be fun too. That guy is a creep. Let's give it some space because we we got we can't talk about wrestling. You're not every the week. boss of me. It's whoever votes. So if you want to vote, go to the Patreon. All right. Don't listen to Carl. If you want to hear the Vince McMahon episode, fucking vote for it. If you like Kaya, then vote for what's that person's name? Yanis. Jessica Just, Yanov. Yanov. Yep. Now, Carl, let's talk about today's episode. Let's get to the fun. Let's do this. I got my back to the wall, and today uh, we decided we were going wild card, but we picked a decade. Yes. We're doing the 30s. The 1930s. Man, doing the research on this era, you could just go and buy a machine gun. 
all you had to do was like Google Cuomo family members and you would have got found your creep. <laughs> there was so much His crime great, going on during Andrew the great Cuomo's great grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> I was tempted, believe me. All right. I was tempted. All right. Well, you ready to get this thing started then? Uh, ring that bell. All right. So 1930s. Who was the biggest creep in this era? I'm bringing someone you've never heard of. A guy named Joseph Mengele. Now, this guy oh, was... Jesus. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, where's my white flag? Hold on. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm actually bringing a guy named Alfred Leonard Klein. Okay. Also known as the Buttermilk Bluebeard. And that I wanna, doesn't sound like a good nickname to get, naturally. I want to thank Paul Drexler of the San Francisco Examiner for giving me a lot of the information. You know, a lot of these true crime shows, they act like they're the journalists and the reporters, and they're just reading someone else's work, and uh, it's a problem. So I'm not going to be that way. Paul Drexler, thank you for this good deep dive into this guy, because there's not a lot of information about him. He was born in 1889 in the Bible Belt of Kansas. Klein married early, had two children, and gained a reputation as an upstanding farmer, Sunday school teacher, and choir member. In 1915, he moved his family to Fort Collins, Colorado, where he became a salesman and real estate operator. In 1929, Klein attempted to steal a rich widow's estate by forging her name on some legal documents. He was convicted of grand theft, and sent to the Colorado State Penitentiary. Ah, oh, so he had an insurance fraudster. Yeah, he likes to forge stuff. Okay. When he emerged in 1930, he had added a deadly twist to his forgery practice and began earning a lethal living. His new method went like this. One, find a rich old widow and marry her. Two, take her to a hotel in another state. Three, serve her poisoned buttermilk. Four, obtain the death certificate from the doctor that says heart failure was the reason. Five, ship the body to another state and have it cremated. Six, forge documents, collect assets, and begin it all again. Klein huh. met and charmed 75-year-old Laura Cummings in Los Angeles. They decided to take a trip up the Pacific Coast. Somewhere along the way, Cummings changed her will, leaving her $60,000 estate to Klein. She suddenly became ill in British Columbia and entered a hospital where the doctors found she had been poisoned. By this time, Klein had decamped to Los Angeles. Her attorneys convinced a reluctant Cummings not to destroy or to destroy her new will, where she changed it, going all to Klein. Right. She didn't even want to. She said, I'd hate to do this. He's such a sweet man. So this guy's really Aww. a charmer. Even after he tries to murder people, they, He's still, a charmer. they still want to give them money. Oh, by the way, Ooh. in a little bit, we're going to talk about a certain state. And I don't know if you have the drop on your board. I should have set this up ahead of time. Which one? Oregon! Ah, hold on a second. All right. Just look, look for that while I continue here. You got some time. All right. All right. Klein's future traveling companions were not so fortunate. As a few months later, Klein married Carrie Porter, another wealthy widow. He proposed an auto trip, and they drove to Reno. Three weeks later, she died, leaving him the sole heir of her $20,000 estate. Klein had her body shipped to Oakland and cremated. And it was not just women who received the buttermilk treatment. In 1931, Reverend Ernest Jones, a retired minister, met Klein and joined him on a trip. Jones died of heart failure, leaving $11,000 for Klein. Jones's body was shipped to Glendale, California, where it was cremated. In 1932, Klein married Bessie Van Sickle, who was living with her brother-in-law, Lucas McCreary. Within a few months, they both expired, leaving Klein $21,200 in insurance and inheritance. But in October of 1933, Klein miscalculated. Huh. His next victim... What year is this? 1933. Okay. His next victim... Boy, those really are the roaring 30s for this guy. He's, I know. Uh, he's, he's not slowing do, down. He's the only one doing well at this time. 
Uh, his next victim, Martin Frame, survived. Frame told police that Klein had given him a glass of buttermilk. He also remembered signing some forms before he passed out. Police searched Klein's luxury, luxurious home in Glendale and found Frame's wallet, vials of cyanide, and will forms with Frame's signature. When police found out about Klein's background, they investigated him for murder, but they couldn't find enough physical evidence to bring charges. Hmm. Instead, Klein was convicted of drugging and robbing Frame and sentenced to 15 years in Folsom State Prison. After 10 years, Klein was released from prison at the age of 60 and revived his business, this time getting the dosage correct. He had a lot of time to think about it. He did. He had a lot of time to figure it out. So he proposed to an 85-year-old Edith Lewis in Oakland. They honeymooned in Florida, where Lewis died of heart failure. Klein collected $50,000 in assets. A month later in the Sunshine State, he met Alice Carpenter. They left for California in February, but never made it back. Carpenter died in the Dallas Hotel, leaving Klein $15,000 richer. Holy shit. This guy's pretty prolific. He really is. He marries them quick. Yeah. I guess these women are like, I'm 80 years old. Like, what, what are we doing? How long is this engagement going to last for? Let's I mean, here's this. the thing I don't understand, though. Yeah. Like, if you're 85 years old, what's with this whole get married thing? Just fuck. I, I don't know about that. I'm just saying, you want, that's the only reason they want to do it. I don't think that The only reason true. they want to get married is companionship and fucking, I mean, just why create the paper trail? Who needs that shit? It just gives people reason to kill you. It was a, it was a different you. time. When you're old and infirm, don't give people reason to kill you. It was a different time. In May of 1945, Klein struck pay dirt in the person of Eva Krebs, a Chicago widow with a $250,000 estate. He married her and said they would take a trip to Oregon. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> Klein wrote to Krebs' family and said she wanted to write them herself, but it injured her hand. She was, so she was dictating the letter to him. Okay. Because it was coming over in his handwriting, right? <laughs> well. <laughs> That's a pretty good scam. Yep, yep. Since Krebs never wrote her family and always communicated by phone, Klein's letter made them very suspicious. Krebs' nephew hired a private detective who found the signatures on her annuity checks had been forged. In October, Klein gave Krebs a glass of buttermilk with predictable results, but... He had her cremated under someone else's name so he could, he could continue to cashing in her lucrative annuity checks. But with Krebs' relatives on his trail, Klein needed her to die officially so he could inherit the estate. He needed a body. Yeah, so he didn't have a body. So this is starting to get a little dicey now. Enter Isabella Vanetta, a poor 73-year-old widow. Klein offered Vanetta a place to live and a job managing one of his apartments in Southern California. He's like, you can have a job yep. and live over there and stay there. Just stay away from yeah, me. He, he treats the poor ones a little differently yeah. than he treats the rich ones. You notice that? Yeah, no honeymoon in Florida for her. Klein loaded her meager belongings into his trailer and they prepared to go to the South. But first, they made a brief stop in Portland. Klein killed Vanetta and sent a telegram to Krebs' nephew informing him that she had passed. Krebs' nephew called San Francisco police and told him he's suspicious. The police investigated, found the cemetery with the ashes, located Klein at the Mark Twain Hotel, and arrested him for forgery. Klein hired one of the top criminal lawyers in the country. Remember, he's got some bucks now. Yeah, he really is loaded. What does he have, over $100,000 at least right now at this yeah, point? Yeah, he has over a quarter million dollars in his account. Wow. And that's in 1945, so that's like a you know, multi-millionaire. Fucking George Eastman over there. He actually hired the attorney who the Perry Mason character was based on. This guy had defended 56... Jerry Dason. This guy had... <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact. How'd you know that? <laughs> this guy 
had defended 56 people accused of murder and gotten every single one of them off previously. No joke on that? Okay, fair enough. I was just kidding. I mean, <laughs> did you really want to go for the low-hanging fruit I there? Did. I thought you might. Okay. All right. I I'm wasn't going to bite. I'm proud of you. wasn't going to bite. Uh, police found notebooks with more than 100 names of past and future victims. Also, they were able to prove the ashes in Portland were Van Netta and not Krebs. So Klein, How? Klein is now How? In, in court. I don't know. I was reading through that part of it. In the 40s, it's fucking cremated ashes. You can't I know. tell shit. I, I was surprised that they were able to prove that, but apparently... What, the guy taste it? Yep, yes. that's Vanetta, all right. <laughs> that's poor ashes right there. There's cigarette butts in this one. <laughs> so Klein pulled the judge aside and had a private conversation during the trial, an unprecedented move. He tried to plead his case that was he was never cruel to the women and always acted kindly. Yeah, he brought them buttermilk. Yeah, he was, he was really nice. He was a sweetheart to all of them. He wanted a wider concurrent sentence, but the judge was not having it. The huh. jury found him guilty on nine counts of forgery, and the judge ruled the sentences should be consecutive, so he had to serve 126 years for forgery. He was never convicted of a single murder his entire life. They dropped the charges because they couldn't prove it. So here's my question here. Yes. At what point for this guy was enough? How much money did he need in the 40s? He could have just stopped. Yeah, but the reason why was because he, he landed that $250,000 yeah. mark. Yeah. And then fucked up because then he had to get a body. And then it got a little bit complicated and uh, didn't work out for him. He died a couple of years later while in prison of a heart attack. Aw. Apparently, he's drinking too much buttermilk. Oh, what? <laughs> What's Good your excuse? One. What's my excuse? Yeah. For what? A heart attack? All right, what are you even saying? That is my, Shut up. That is my creep this week, the buttermilk bluebeard, bringing some new creeps to the show. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, my creep, this is a fun story. Uh, his name was Major Raymond Lisbaugh. He okay. was born in Hale County, Alabama. Lisenbaugh first worked in the cotton fields and was sent to barber school by his sister's husband in 1921. He married a woman named Maud Duncan, but she soon filed for divorce, accusing him of kinky and sadistic sex in 1921. What was kinky back then? Anal? Anything. <laughs> yeah, anything. Anything that's not missionary. Yeah, anything that isn't like praying while you're fucking is considered kinky. <laughs> but like, notice the term sadistic was in there. Yeah. So just point that out. That's why I said uh, anal. Before it is all said and done, this guy gets married four times, Carl. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to fast forward because yours was really long and boring today. Fair all enough. about a guy who was just poisoning people. He was just doing that old scam, right. the old poison the widow scam. My guy is also a wife murderer, but my guy has style and my guy is a much bigger creep. And I'm about to prove it to you. Well, you can't say my guy didn't have style. But go ahead. No, no. He had a M.O. He had a mode of operations. Yep. He gave them buttermilk and he killed them. 1935, he's working in La Canada, California. Robert, as he went by, owns this barbershop and he marries a woman who works in the shop as a manicurist named Mary Bosch. This is his fifth wife. Okay. Okay. His new wife, she's pregnant. People got married a lot back in those days, right? That was pretty common to have uh, five different wives. No, oh, no, not at all. It was just not the at all. Oh, okay. She was pregnant. They were married for three months. She was already pregnant. And we're going to talk about one night in particular. That night was August 5th, 1935. August 5th, 1935, La Cunata, California. Viola and James Pemberton are enjoying a fun-filled evening with their close friend, Robert James. That night, James invites his friends home to meet his new bride. 
Now, nothing wrong there. He's going by the name Robert James, takes his friends over to meet his new bride. But when they get to the house... Robert has been bragging about his wife's cooking ability, and they're very excited to taste some of the things that she has made for them. But when they enter the house, Mary is nowhere to be found. The trio scours the property. Now, the only people who live in the house at this point are uh, Robert, Mary, his wife, and his niece, Lois Wright, who's also a manicurist who works at the shop with okay. him. James and the Pembertons are out with their flashlights scanning over the lawn. And at some point, they see that Mary is in the yard, face down, with her face in a fish pond. Robert is hysterical weeping he's holding no. on to her and they're trying desperately to get him away from the body so they can let the police come in and do their work now carl this man just shows up with his friends yeah. and finds his wife dead face down in the backyard that's a problem let's find out what the la coroner said in 1935 when the authorities arrive mary's body is sent to the medical examiner her death is declared a case of accidental drowning yeah, that's it. They're like, oh, they found a face down in a pond? Drowning. And the guy just, like, ashes his cigar into the mouth of a cadaver. <laughs> right. These fucking old chain-smoking <laughs> assholes at the morgue back in the day. Yeah. So. But why would you suspect anything else anyway, though? Right, people, right. People pass out in the ponds all the time. Yeah, people first. just pass down face first in their backyards all the time. That actually happened uh, at a Buffalo Bills game not too long ago. Yeah, to a Dolphins fan. Fuck whoever murdered that guy. Uh, for his part, Robert quickly dispensed with any semblance of grieving. Uh, he confidently tried to redeem an insurance policy Mary Bush had signed not too long after this happened. Mm -hmm. But when an insurance investigator stumbled upon the fact that the barber had been married five times and that coincidentally James's third wife had also died by drowning, he tipped off the police. Now, unbeknownst to Robert, the police had be quietly begun to investigate him. A guy named Charles Hope got drunk in a bar and told a very different story about what happened to Mary, okay? So the bartender hears this story, comes forward, tells the cops. The cops pick up this guy, Charles Hold Hope. Hold on a second. Hold on. All right, go ahead. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just trying to paint a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy, Charles Hope, is just a, a, a f someone who lives in the town. They okay. don't know what the connection is. He's just running his mouth about it. He tells the cops that this whole thing was Robert James's fault. And police bugged Robert's house and did indeed uncover a crime immediately, Carl. Wait, how could they bug his house? Don't you need a warrant to do that? It was like 1935. That? It was easy to do that. Are you sure? They had a guy who said that this man killed his wife for insurance money and they wanted to find out what was going on. So they were trying to investigate this guy. Uh huh. Okay. And they found the crime. Would you like to know what the crime was? Murder? It wasn't murder. <laughs> I mean, what the, the crime that they uncovered was that Robert and his. 16-year-old niece were fucking. Oh, okay. His 16-year-old full-blooded niece yeah. and he were having sex. His sister's daughter, the police had it on tape. He was arrested for incest, taken to a safe house to be interrogated, and he cracked and confessed and told what really happened. Here is what really happened that night. That was the setup, Carl. I'm just giving you the setup. Yep. Mary had no idea who Robert was when she married him. It was one of those fast th situations like we were just talking about. Yeah. This dude was a straight-up con man. He was suspected of murder, and he loved insurance scams. His mom died, left him a small policy. He made a bunch of money. He was like, this is genius. 
So he convinced his new wife, Mary, to take out a $5,000 life insurance policy on herself. He then enlisted the help of one of his customers at the barbershop, an ex-sailor and fry cook, the drunk Charlie Hope, the guy who was running his mouth at the bar. Ah, uh, okay. Okay? Bad move. This is what he told the cops. This is what Charles Hope said. James came to me early in June last year and said he had a friend who wanted to kill his wife, and it would be worth $100 to me to get a couple of rattlesnakes. Okay. <laughs> hundred bucks, sure. Find some rattlesnakes for you. Hope. Why but, tell him the crime, though? Why not just make something up? If you just want rattle... All right, keep going. Keep so going. this guy, Hope, testifies later. I said, sure. It was none of my business what he wanted the snakes for, even though he knew it was fucking murder. Right. He then went to visit this guy named Joseph Hootenbrink, known as Snake Joe. He has like a giant snake farm in Pasadena. Snake I Googled Joe it. Not a clever nickname. No, man. Snake, snake Joe, Joe was a legit deal back in the day. <laughs> And uh, he goes down there and he says to Snake Joe, he goes, so listen, I got a bet that a rattlesnake can eat a whole rabbit. I And my buddy and I, we made this bet and I need the meanest rattlesnakes you have here so I can prove this bet and win it. So Snake Joe was like, all right. And he sold him two six-year-old desert diamondback rattlesnakes named Lethal and Lightning. Snake Joe named his snakes apparently. Okay. So on August 4th, the night before the body is discovered, Hope and Robert set a very bizarre plan into motion, Carl. All right. This isn't just giving somebody some poison buttermilk. Robert convinced Mary to have an abortion, which is totally illegal at the time. She okay. was pregnant. He's like, we don't need a kid. We don't need a kid. So he says, you're going to get an abortion. I found a doctor who will perform the operation in our kitchen, honey. Oh, perfect. Right. He'll Take come to the house. house. Yep. So what he does is he gives her a bunch of of, uh, of whiskey and basically quaaludes, mm -hmm. gets this woman all knocked out, ties her down to the kitchen table. Oof. Shoves the snake right up the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Go get it. So Charles Hope tells the story that he walks in and realizes what's going down because he claims he thought he was getting the snakes for the guy's friend. He walks in to see the wife tied down to the table, and he says... Mrs. James was tied down to the table. Her mouth and eyes were covered with adhesive tape. <laughs> the woman gave a little groan, and Robert took her left leg and put it into the box with the rattlesnakes. Oh, Jesus. And the snakes started biting this woman's fucking legs. Yeah. Right? Delicious. Right? The snakes bit her three times. She writhed around in agony, but... What a weird way to kill somebody. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> this guy is such a fucking creep. It's the creep. same as poisoning. It really is. It's just like, let the person drink the poison. Carl. Rather, rather go through all of this. Carl, you're, you don't even know. All right, keep going. The snakes didn't kill her. Right. This fucking woman, this trooper, this poor lady survived the snake stuff. So these snakes were not all that was uh, advertised. Yeah, lethal and lightning, yeah, you know, so <laughs> get your money back. Right. Uh, so Hope sat in the garage well, Robert frequently came out to supply updates and give the guy a shot of whiskey. So Robert's just drinking, watching his wife die. Yeah. And this guy's sitting in the garage like, what the fuck is, what am I going to do? And he's coming out like, hey, have another shot. She ain't dead yet, but I'll keep you posted. And he's running back in and out. The next update he gets is Robert walks out and sat next to Hope in his car and said, well, that's it. He said, I was tired of waiting for her to die. So uh, I just decided to drown her in the bathtub instead. Okay. After procuring rattlesnakes, yeah. giving her the whole abortion story, drugging her up, knocking her out, sticking her leg into the box with rattlesnakes. He should be better at this by now, don't you, you think? You would think this is the fifth wife. Yeah. 
This is not a smart plan. And he said, you know what? Fuck it. I just took her to the bed, to the bathroom and drowned her in the tub. Yeah. So could you help me move the body to the backyard? And Charles Hope helped him go out there, place her body in the backyard, setting up the scene for the very next night for him and his friends to come and discover the body. And his Oscar-nominated performance. Acting. Correct. Yeah. So after investigating this guy, they discovered three situations where people close to Robert died. The second wife died in a mysterious car accident where they said there was something wrong with the steering wheel. His, back, back then, there was something wrong with your car at all times. I don't probably know how so. That is. His nephew, Lois, the niece that he was fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. her brother, he put an insurance policy out on his nephew. And then his nephew came to visit him and then mysteriously died in a car accident that same weekend. And for some reason, he had insurance out on his nephew. Figure that one out. Yeah. And then he had another wife who died in a bathtub after a car accident that she didn't <laughs> die in. <laughs> That's awesome. She didn't die in the car accident. She has this car accident and she gets in the tub and apparently came in and just held her head underwater. And he claimed that she was still woozy and stuff and she passed the fuck out and drowned. Just start with that. This whole thing we got about that car accident and rattlesnakes and all these other things. Like, just start with the drowning. They'll die that See, way. See, this is why my guy is way creepier than your guy. Your guy is just like, I know what to do. I got a system. My system works. He did it a lot. He did it a lot. And I would say successfully. My guy was a fucking idiot. He's getting... 3,000, 4,000 a body. Your guy's getting 15,000, 20,000 a body. And my dude's fucking like, here's what we do. We'll get rattlesnakes. The, he died. The his butter nickname. milk bluebeard, by the way, up to 11 murders, never convicted of a single one. How many serial killers do you know who are never convicted? That's, that is true. I said your guy is impressive. All right. On May 1st, 1942. He received his nickname. And by the way, the trial for this was amazing. They brought the uh, rattlesnakes into the court, <laughs> and one of them got out. <laughs> That's so stupid. Yeah, they're we the can dumbest. Pick, what, are they going to go on the stand? We can picture what rattlesnakes look like. You don't have to bring that in. Do you recognize the man who purchased you from Snake Joe? So my guy, he got the nickname. He has a way cooler nickname than your guys. His name was Rattlesnake James. That's what they ended up calling him. He was executed oh, by that's hanging. That's a cool nickname. Rattlesnake James. Hell yeah. Failed rattlesnake killer James. What a shit. Yeah, people called. didn't even realize that he failed at it. It was just how he murdered his wife with rattlesnakes. Okay. So he was executed by hanging in San Quentin prison. The rope was the wrong length, and it took over 10 <laughs> minutes for him to die. <laughs> That's hilarious. Making him the last man to be hanged by the California penal system. Nice. That is my creep. Robert Rattlesnake James. Thank you. Very good presentation, Vinny. Please don't make me spin next week. All right. Let's... I, I think I – his guy – come on. Carl's guy's not uh, creepy. Here we go. He's a piece of shit. Here we go. He was a charmer. He charmed 85-year-old women and then murdered them. My guy got five of them, and he got he was charming enough to get Charlie Hope to go buy a couple fucking rattlesnakes to keep him in his house for a while. Go to thecreepoff.com to vote for who you think <laughs> brought the creepiest creep this week. Vote for guy. Vinny. Thanks, Carl. All right. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, you ready for some voicemails? Yeah, do we have a sponsor for the segment? We certainly do. All right. The Creep Off voicemail segment is brought to you by the city of Syracuse. Syracuse, all the ambiance of Compton with none of the street cred. <laughs> See you in Syracuse. Nice. Oh, that might be my favorite one. So uh, this one was emailed to me by uh, someone you know quite well, Carl. Listen here, Vinnie Paulino. This band practice guy, and I'm calling someone in. Someone we ain't heard from in a long time. Someone who used to be the best. But now, he like all the rest. I'm looking at you, imbecile Wilhelm. You, you 
used to bring the Waka Waka, but you ain't been around. So if you imbecile Wilhelm want to battle me, I'm practice guy for creep off, voicemail, supremacy, you're going to need to call again. Call again! Call again! I agree, call again, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it right now. If there's anyone who has the creep off voicemail supremacy, it's fucking me. I could just decide to not play your shit. Well, listen, this is what I like about this, and this is what you should like about this, too. Oh, I love it. I'm and, all in. Yes. is It's enough. It's not enough that we have 17 different competitions going on at any given time. <laughs> we need the voicemailers going to get to it, too. And we should have another voting system set up on our Patreon <laughs> where you can vote for the best voicemailer. And I, I agree with Ben. I will gladly do a voicemail oh, contest. We should definitely do that. Hell yeah. <laughs> we got to figure out what the consequences would be. Yeah. But yeah, Imbecile Wilhelm, it's funny that we played him today because I've been thinking about him. Where did he go? He Oregon. He went to Oregon. Apparently. So uh, I love it, Ben Practice Guy. Let's let's make this a reality. I, I love it too. So uh, let's hear some more voicemails, shall we? Some people uh, had some thoughts on last week's episode. I like wrestling, and I thought that episode was terrible. Why don't you guys <laughs> do something interesting like most creepy surf rock band member? <laughs> I'm with you. I thought Colin hey, did a man. great job last week. I did too. I love Colin. In presenting his creep. I, I loved his style in presenting uh, Kane. And then it was all for naught because Vinny tried to do the same thing and failed miserably. Well, but, but I will Colin say this. I, I will say this. He and I did collaborate that week. We were yeah. like, let's totally both just go kayfabe. And we were laughing about like who would be the creepiest if you just went with their character. And I was like, big boss, man. He was like, no, it's Kane. And I said, all right, you do that. We'll see who wins. And apparently nobody wanted to go with the joke. The big boss, man. When he was tying up the deceased father of what's his nuts, <laughs> big nut, big show, big show, that's big right. nut, <laughs> and uh, and he was driving away. Big show was jumping on the casket and falling. On. That was one of the funniest things I've ever it's seen. It's still real to me, damn it. Uh, I wish I wish wrestling was still like that. Uh, it's fucking funny, Carl. Once Sorry, again, I digress. No, you're cool, man. Uh, I always love it when you call it to leave voicemails during the week. Oh, yeah, it's always great. It's Carl. Your creep stories are so long that you want to fall asleep. Luckily, I saved 20% at PressHouseCoffee.com slash W-A-T-P. Get the biggest beans, the finest roasts. Go on there now. Vote on chicken or cow. Who's got the nicest tits, Casey or Vic? All right. That's all. Vinny Winnie. I think we should do something fun on the wheel. We should uh, put on the wheel. Loser has to join the barnyard fun. <laughs> take pictures in their costume. Oh God, that's a terrible. You can be Piggy Vinny and uh, Carl could be. Uh, I don't know what animal you would be. The donkey. Carl would probably be a donkey or something Makes weird. Sense. Yeah. All right. Uh, here's a good one. Best episode ever. All I want is Vinny and wrestlers talking about wrestlers in kayfabe. How creepy they are. More of this, please. Vinny Winnie, people's champ. Fuck Carl. I like that guy. You can do your own offshoot show about wrestling. I don't want to do my own offshoot show about wrestling. Then let's not do it on here. I don't want to do any offshoot shows. After Creeps and Roses, I'm fucking done. Yeah, that's uh, that was a lot of work. This, I commend you on that. This one came in just a little while ago, and I don't know what it is, so All we'll right. find out. So I just listened to the wrestling episode. Uh, Vinny, what the fuck was that? Uh, watching two men blow each other would have been less gay. And if uh, you could not play my last message where I fucked up like a retard, I uh, really appreciate it. Oh, uh, he did thanks. leave two messages. Let's hear the first yeah. one. Ah. Let's, let's listen to the first one where he fucked up like a retard. Yeah. 
So, I just listened to the rep... rep uh... Yeah, yeah! <laughs> yeah! Ooh, ooh! <laughs> yeah! Ah. Yeah! Please tell me you're keeping that on your board. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course gold doesn't stand on the board. Hey, you know which one? I still have on my board that I never use. Come on, pig! <laughs> still my favorite. What? Beautiful. All right. Uh, let's see. We got one more here. When I was a little kid growing up, Kane was my favorite wrestler ever. And after hearing that recap and remembering all those stupid details, I literally want to go travel back in time and just beat up my 12-year-old self for how lame that shit sounds nowadays. Yep. Thanks for making me remember that shit. Just like everybody else beat up your 12-year-old self, you go right at Seriously, whose favorite wrestler was Kane? I had a buddy whose Fucking favorite wrestler lame. was Kane. I was like, get out of here. Uh, oh, yeah, you had a friend? I, I, it wasn't me, but a friend of mine was really into it. My friend Eric liked Kane. Yeah. Fucking can't stand you. You ready for a scum parade? Yeah, let's go into the scum parade. Watch out for the scum parade. Oh, no, it's the scum parade. Look out for the scum parade. Making Vinny's day. Ladies and gentlemen, this week's scum parade starts in Singapore. Abel Tan Yu Hung, 28, took upskirt videos of 10 women, 10 women from July 24th to September 10th in 2019 at various locations. The product development engineer was jailed for 11 weeks on Friday, April 16th. He pled guilty to three counts of insulting the modesty of a woman and another seven counts of charges taken into consideration during sentencing. Now, here's the story. He got caught taking pictures of women going up escalators at the mall. Videos. Yeah, videos. And he was just sitting under the under the escalator like with his camera trying to get these upskirt pictures. Now, his lawyer has the greatest pervert defense I've ever heard, Carl. Yeah, it's great. Because this guy is like a weird autistic type programmer, very into the numbers, like kind of socially weird. They said, his lawyer said, the reason he did this was to satisfy his curiosity as to why there was such a variance in the quality of the videos of upskirt videos on the Internet. He I, said that he watched videos on the Internet and he was like, I don't know if I could do better than this or not, but yeah. I'm going to try. I have a similar experiment going on with snuff films right now. Yeah. Because you never know how grainy it's going to be. It's like, why is it so dark? We gotta, Dude, you can get better lighting. You know, the that. problem is sometimes you want to make sure that where the blood splatter hits, like you want to be able to see like the, the you know the massiveness of it so like the thing is camera angles are important and you, you play, only get one shot at you played it along with that way too easily just now played along with what <clears throat> so his intention was quote to merely experiment to find out if his cell phone camera could take high quality videos like he saw on the internet so my question is how good was the quality of the videos that he took? We'll put a link in the show notes, everybody, if you want to go check that out. Yeah, afterwards. Uh, 11 weeks in <laughs> Singapore jail's worth. That's how good they were. And funny story, he's also in a uh, relationship with a long-term girlfriend from junior college who was, quote, disappointed but has forgiven him, and she continues to stand by him, and their plans to get married have not changed. It's a man's world. It's a man's world. That's right. Tans out on bail $5,000. It is expected to surrender himself on April 26th. 
And uh, he could be get, uh, jailed for 11 weeks per woman, apparently. I didn't realize that. And he could be in jail for up to a year. Okay. So what a fun excuse. Upskirt videos. Uh, not a good idea, people. There's not plenty a of, good idea. There's plenty of footage on the internet already. We don't need more. Yes, that is correct. Now, let's go to San Antonio, Texas, shall we? All right. Uh, a man has been arrested after San Antonio police say he sexually assaulted two horses on separate occasions. Okay. This guy has a lady named Jean Marie Bugamo, <laughs> yeah. 24 years old, was charged with two counts of bestiality, a state felony. According to records with the Bexar County Jail, an arrest warrant affidavit states that on February 14th, Valentine's Day, San Antonio police and the owner of the horse stables caught Bugama at the location. He fit the description of a man seen on surveillance footage walking around naked through the horse stables. In that incident, the owner noticed items out of place, a horse was out of its stall, and two horses had sustained injuries. A veterinarian was called and determined that the horses were sexually and physically assaulted. Not only did he fuck the horses, like he punched them and shit too or something. Well, I just want to say, finally a horse fucker who's a top. Every story we do, they're always getting penetrated by these horses. You know, my stance on this is very simple. Save a horse, just ride a cowboy. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, a similar incident occurred on January 7th when multiple horses were found, quote, hobbled, meaning their legs were tied together. And the suspect again committed bestiality. So this time he's like was into fucking horse bondage. Yeah. So this guy's been a problem for a while. Uh, a search warrant was obtained for his DNA, resulting in a match from the initial incident. According to the police, the affidavit adds that the horses could have also been possibly assaulted with an unknown objects. He was busted on DNA evidence. Maybe. Yeah. Which is why I always say, wear a condom. Well, just wear a condom, people. You know, everybody, you don't have to. Science is a liar sometimes. That's all. <laughs> Was that Tucker Carlson? <laughs> <laughs> Your hero? Uh, yeah, he's on, uh, his bond was set at $105,000. All right. Now, Carl... I don't know if you're like me, but have you ever gotten really mad at a drive-thru? Oh, God. I, I get very impatient when it's moving slowly. What's the worst thing like you've ever done? Been a little snarky with the teller? Oh, yeah. Or sometimes I'll give them exact change, but it'll be missing a few cents, and I'll just drive away really fast. Ha ha! You have to pay for that out of your own pocket. Do you really? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. Such <laughs> a liar. So we're going to go to Memphis, Tennessee. A woman is accused of shooting into a Memphis Burger King drive through window. Oh, that's a problem. Yeah, she's now facing charges for attempted murder. Police say 32-year-old Keona Jackson was upset about the wait at the restaurant drive through and argued with several employees before grabbing a gun, leaning into the window, and opening fire. The employees weren't injured, but police uh, recovered several spent shell casings and a bullet lodged in the wall inside the store. So if she thinks her wait was long, how about the person behind her? That's a fucking long way. Yeah, man. I mean, what happened? Did she find, like, onion rings in her bag? Like, she just went fucking crazy. I really wish that I was an employee at this place. Because I just would have sat there and said, Kiona, who hurt you? This isn't about Burger King food, is it? There's something else going on here. Do you want to talk about it? I think that's very smart. You know, I've heard the wisdom, wisdom from people. They say, you know, the only way to stop a bad guy at Burger King with a gun is to have, you know, a good Burger King employee with a gun. I've heard that. But I like everyone your way says, of the kindness. Of the kindness. I like that. I just, I don't think it was the fast Appeal food. Appeal to the softer side. I don't think it was the fast food that really was the underlying problem oh, here. Carl, you might have so, set her off. Carl, you're so sweet. <laughs> People don't realize that about you. Uh, Jackson is now charged with two counts of attempted first degree murder and using a firearm during the commission of a dangerous felony. 
So that was fun. Uh, Carl, Never got her food, by the way. This is a really stupid strategy if you want to eat a Whopper. I mean, if you didn't fire the gun, you could have had all the food, honey. You could have <laughs> just done it right. Yes. Put that in the bag. Put the next person's food in the bag. Put that. All right. And you know what? Make it a large. You know, that's all he got to do. That's what Vinny says when he has someone at gunpoint. Make it a large. We're going to Brazil, Carl. Yeah. According to Frank Sinatra, they have an awful lot of coffee there. A dad is on the run after he allegedly sithed his school teacher wife to death in front of their 10-year-old son. The alleged killer identified as 51-year-old Hadir Souza da Silva fled the family home in his car during the early hours on April 10th in uh, the rural area of Brazil. Police have been called to the scene, found reports of a heated argument by the neighbors. When they arrived to investigate, they discovered the lifeless body of the 44-year-old school teacher, Telma Ribeiro, who had been murdered in front of her 10-year-old son. When the police asked the 10-year-old son what happened, he said, Where, where? My daddy, my daddy, where? <laughs> but, you know, in Portuguese. Yes, in Portuguese. Correct. That's translated that's my That's my second favorite new one. Where, where? My daddy, my daddy, where? <laughs> Thank you, Colin. The young boy has now been placed in the care of his relatives and is reportedly undergoing counseling to deal with the shock of what he witnessed. I had to look up what's the difference between a, a Sith and a sickle. Yeah, okay. A what scythe and a sickle. The difference is a sickle is something you can hold in one hand, and a scythe oh. is like what the Grim Reaper has. Right, okay. So this dude like had the long handle fucking thing. It just took this lady's head fucking clean off in front of their kid in the living room of the fucking house. Can I read to you my favorite sentence from this article? I would love it. That you sent me? Please do. An autopsy is currently being carried out by the authorities with early indications that the victim was decapitated by the scythe. Mm-hmm. I was going to try to make a joke about that, but that's the funniest sentence ever written. I decided I couldn't beat it. Early indications of this autopsy. She died of decapitation. It's the same It's the same quarter they had in L.A. He's just smoking a cigarette. <laughs> like, decapitation, all right. Decapitation by the scythe, I'd say. <laughs> Every fucking person who works at a morgue chain smokes. I guarantee it, Carl. I, I agree with you there. Uh, because seriously, who's going to get uh, secondhand Issues from that. Exactly right. There's nobody there. She was apparently looking to leave him. He had been kind of aggressive for some time. She had apparently told him she was going to leave, and she did leave this earth. Well, her head did leave her shoulders. She had been putting off the divorce because she was worried about what his reaction would be. (laughs) Rightfully so. Yeah. This woman has a good intuition. She, She really had good instincts. Yeah. Next time, do it at a Starbucks. They're still so, looking for this guy, too. Yeah, he's on the run, everybody. So if you're in Brazil, on. look out for a guy with a big scythe. <laughs> that's, that's an incredible story. Dude, poor kid. Poor Just fucking his kid. mom get decapitated by his dad. Hey, Carl, before we go, I got to remind everybody that uh, today we have our reviews with Dorkles coming yes! up. Yes! I haven't listened to this yet. I'm excited about it. Oh, yeah, it's pretty good. good. Dorkles the Conspiracy Clown. Thank you for listening to this week's Creep Off. Uh, you can visit thecreepoff.com this week to vote. You could also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CreepOffPod. And if you would like to leave us a voicemail, 585-371-8108. You can always email us, thecreepoffpod at gmail.com. And please, the score is 40, what is it, 42? 43 to 41. Go to Patreon. Yep. You'll get bonus episodes. There's already a couple bonus episodes up there. We got more in the works. Now, I will announce this. There will be the very first bonus scum stream. It's going to be a live streaming show. Beautiful. It's going to be an hour of scum parade creeps that we have not done on the show. Carl said he will join me for the first one. We're going to set a date, and we're going to try to do it in the next week or so. So for those of you patrons, keep an eye out for that. Why do you say Carl said he'll join me for the first one? I'm the co-host of the show, Vinny. What do you mean? Well, I Am I not to- invited to all of these uh, mm, episodes? Nah. 
You're going to try to get a ringer in here or something? Uh, you know, I like having somebody different to talk to sometimes. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> no, of course you're welcome, Carl. <laughs> even Carl might show up. Yeah, we might even let Carl on the, <laughs> on the creep off. Uh, buddy, I'll see you in court. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. That's the creep off this week, ladies and gentlemen. Please check out the Patreon, uh, blah, 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 blah. I'm actually bonus. going after this, Vinny, to record some more Suttering John deepfake videos. So, Are you really? Yeah, if anyone has any ideas, uh, shoot me a note. Yeah, please I, do. I think, there's, I, I think I have a lot to work with this week, but I'm always open to suggestions. And uh, it's nice to be important. But it's more important to be nice. Gagia! <laughs> Hey, kids, and your old pal Darkles again. (laughs) I'm coming at you this week with another creep-off review section. We got a whole bunch of reviews this week, and even some some international ones, if you can believe it. (laughs) Hey, has anybody gotten the vaccine yet? (laughs) You know that's just a saline, right? They're putting in your arms. (laughs) It isn't real. (laughs) This whole thing has been a big-ass sham. (laughs) But whatever, sheeple, whatever you want to continue doing, to your body in the name of of what the government tells you. (laughs) Whatever. All right, assholes, here we go. (laughs) The first review is, uh, it says, What a debacle. Best show on television. I love Carl. (laughs) Just kidding. He sucks. Uncle Vinny Winnie, people's champ. Kidding. He sucks also. (laughs) Worst show on television. Kevin was the best. Whatever happened to that guy? Why are you punishing me with this Bachelor spinoff? Why is there blood in my stool? <laughs> Five stars. Best show on television. <laughs> and that was left by uh, uh, Uncle Uncle Romulus <laughs> from Canada. <laughs> oh, our neighbors to the north. <laughs> That we've been protecting for years. <laughs> they're not part of the trilateral. <laughs> Let me tell you, they don't go to the Bilderberg Group. <laughs> Anybody from Canada. <laughs> anyway, what really did happen to that Kevin guy? <laughs> he seems like a real fucking uh, uh, stand-up guy. But uh, anyway, let's move on to the next one here. This one here is from Great Britain. <laughs> Yeah, we beat their asses a long time ago, remember that? <laughs> Redcoats. <laughs> it says, more retar- retard noises. More retard noises. That's, that's the title, okay? Mouth-breathing pepperoni muncher, Vinny Winnie, and any chinny hot Carl read stuff off of Wikipedia. Don't listen or do and know at least you're not watching the fat retard spit pepperoni particles at the little neck shaven retard. Lovely stuff. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't have said it better, honestly. This is stupid. Uh, it was left by a user named Grave Error <laughs> from, from Great Britain. <laughs> Anyway, I got, that was a pretty good with a spitting pepperoni particles. I like that one. All right, here we go. Uh, another one here. And this one here is from the good old U.S. of A. <laughs> it says, uh, although I have no salivary glands. That's the, ti- that's the title, all right? <laughs> it says... <laughs> 
and my boyfriend killed my mother because of my dry, chafing BJs. I love this show. Want to co-host when I get out of my current sentence. Love, Gypsy. <laughs> and it, oddly enough, it was left by I love Nancy and Lee. Well, that's, that's all one word. <laughs> Not Gypsy. I don't know what the hell's going on this goddamn one. Although I have no salivary glands and my boyfriend killed my mother because of my dry chafing BJs. Oh my god. <laughs> People are sure crazy here in the U.S. of A. Anyway, we got one more here, a review. And this one here is coming from all the way across the pond, as they say. Great Britain. (laughs) And it says, Hive of Scum and Villainy. (laughs) From Carl's constant smile talking as he explains how the kids were killed to Vinny's chuckling over some equally revolting facts. This show truly is about creeps, by creeps, and for creeps. (laughs) Sign me up. (laughs) That was left by uh, Gavin Gavin 7095. Gavin? I don't know. It's some some crazy Great Britain thing. Anyway, those were some really good reviews. We've gotten a lot of them, though. You know, of course, it probably uh, you know doesn't help that, that, that Dorkles here takes off uh, uh, a few weeks at a time here and then comes back. You know, he lets them queue up. <laughs> Otherwise, what the hell is Dorkles going to talk about with you guys? Do you really want to know about the Illuminati and UFOs and the conspiracy to bring down America? Because if you do, then you should probably subscribe to my newsletter. <laughs> Uh, the, the, the deets will be uh, posted online uh, at thecreepoff.com. I'll post them there, but, but secretly you'll have to find them. It's like a little fucking Easter egg hunt. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not encouraging you to hack the site, but uh, if you really want to find my newsletter, you'll learn all about the secret Illuminati reptiles and uh, how they're controlling the vaccine and uh, Moderna and uh, Pfizer and all the other fucking people out there they're just trying to get at you anyway i gotta go people uh smell you later at uh 99 keep your butthole tight